Hallelujah. Can we clap our hands one more time unto the Lord? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise, praise, praise God. Hallelujah. I'm reading this evening from the book of Genesis. And we're going to read from the 8th chapter of the book of Genesis. Amen. Thank you, uh, worship team. Beautiful, beautiful presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. I can tell the saints have been praising God. Hallelujah. Lord, I love you. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to your wonderful, matchless name. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Glory, hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah. You reign, you reign, you reign, you reign, you reign. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. What a beautiful presence of the Lord is in this place. And uh, it feels good to be here. Thank you for being here tonight. I'm reading from Genesis chapter 8, verse 6. I'm not going to take long. But I believe the Lord wants to minister to some people tonight. Genesis chapter 8 and verse 6. It came to pass at the end of 40 days that Noah opened the window of the ark which he had made. And he sent forth a raven which went forth to and fro. Everybody say to and fro. Until the waters were dried up from off the earth. Also he sent forth a dove from him to see if the waters were abated from off the face of the ground. But the dove found no rest for the sole of her foot. And she returned unto him into the ark. For the waters were on the face of the whole earth. Then he put forth his hand and took her and pulled her in unto him into the ark. And he stayed yet of the seven days. And again he sent forth the dove out of the ark. And the dove came into him in the evening. And lo, in her mouth was an olive leaf plucked off. So Noah knew that the waters were abated from off the earth. And he stayed yet other seven days and sent forth the dove which returned not again unto him any more. Just for a few moments and by the help of God, I would like to preach to you for a few moments on the subject, release the dove. Release the dove. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, let's lift our hands one more time unto the Lord our God. Lord, we praise you and worship your holy name. You are holy and mighty, matchless. Oh, glory to your name. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. Let your anointing flow in this place. Lord, let your spirit have free course in this house. Let the word of God go forth with clarity and with power. Oh, God, we love you. We praise you. We give you honor. We love you and we praise you and we give you honor. In the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. God bless you. You may be seated. 
Thank you, Jesus. The dove throughout the scriptures is without question an oft-used visual to illustrate the Spirit of God. Of course, uh, perhaps the most notable uh, would come in context of when Jesus was being baptized. Jesus made his way to the Jordan River where John the Baptist was baptizing people. John the Baptist had become such a powerful evangelist that he was really turning his world upside down. People were coming to him from, from every which direction. And he was really the, the first prophet in a long time. 400 years to be exact. God had not spoken through the mouth of a prophet since the Old Testament prophets. And John the Baptist stood up under the anointing of God and began to declare, prepare ye the way of the Lord. The Lord has come to lay the axe to the root of the tree. And he is going to do a mighty work and he's going to Bring his kingdom to the earth. Repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Now he was what we call the forerunner to Jesus Christ. He was making a way for the Lord to come into the earth and to do his mighty work. And so while he's baptizing folks and baptizing them what we now know as the baptism of John, it was a baptism of repentance, saying unto the people, I baptize you with water unto repentance, but there comes one after me who is mightier than I, whose shoes I'm not worthy to bear and whose shoe latch I'm not worthy to loose. And he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. What a way to prepare for the Lord to enter into the earth. I want you to know if you want the Lord to come into your life, and do a mighty work. It starts with that ministry that John brought. A ministry of repentance. Oh hallelujah. A cleansing of the heart. A purifying of the mind and the spirit. Laying oneself bare before God. Lord have your way in me. And yet as powerful as John was. As as amazing as his ministry was when Jesus entered the scene and arrived to the Jordan River John the Baptist looked to his disciples and said behold the Lamb of God which taketh away the sins of the whole world he must increase I must decrease and you need to stop following me and start following him. Amen. It takes a real man, big man to say that. John could have tried to capitalize on the following that he had. But he knew that they were to be followers of Jesus Christ. And he relinquished his role in their life. and said, follow the Lord. Jesus walks down into the waters of baptism. 
And when he walks down into the waters of baptism, John the Baptist, because he was a humble man and surrendered to the things of God, said to him, I don't think I should baptize you. I think you need to baptize me. Understanding the authority of Jesus Christ. Understanding that he was God manifest in the flesh. And Jesus looked at John the Baptist and said, No, it is important that all righteousness be fulfilled. So you need to baptize me. And when John baptized Jesus in the Jordan River, Jesus came up out of the water, and the Bible says straightway, as he came up out of the water, the Holy Ghost descended like as a dove and resided upon him. And the voice of God shouted, thundered, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Jesus Christ, the mighty God, God manifest in the flesh, the only begotten son of the living God. Hallelujah. Came to reconcile the world unto himself. In him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And we are complete in him. Who is the head of all principality and power. Oh glory to God. He wasn't just one in a line of many great teachers. He wasn't just a sage of his age. He was the almighty God. Oh, hallelujah. Manifest into the flesh of humankind. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. And when the Holy Ghost descended, the Holy Ghost descended like as unto a dove. The dove was used for various burnt offerings because of its purity, what it represented. This this was true of the dove. So the dove throughout the scriptures represents the operation of the Holy Ghost, the purity of the dove. And of course, we read also in this passage of scripture about the raven. The raven was a unique bird in the Bible. And in fact, the Bible tells of many occasions where the Lord did use the raven. In fact, he used the ravens to feed the prophet Elijah when the brook dried up. It doesn't just say that the ravens fed the prophet Elijah. It says that the Lord commanded the ravens to feed Elijah. And also the ravens are are called from the parts of the world to various times. And as a matter of fact, when Jesus talked about Considering the lilies, he also said to consider the ravens, how they sow not, but they are fed. They don't sow into the earth, but they are fed through the mercy of God. They're not farmers who sow crops and then reap harvests. God provides for the ravens. And so the Lord did issue that. But the raven is different than the dove in this. The raven, just as the dove represents an operation of the spirit, the raven more characterizes the operation of one's flesh. The word raven is both a noun and a verb in that it involves being ravenous. 
And in fact, we actually use the word raven to describe when one can't fill themselves up completely. You know what I'm talking about, those all-you-can-eat buffets. All of us have been ravenous at a time here or there. Thanksgiving dinner, we don't know if it's the turkey or the ravenous beings around the table. Oh, I eat like a bird, like a raven. I eat like a bird, like a vulture. And the raven represents this insatiable appetite of, of our instincts. And so when the Bible talks about the various birds that he doesn't, God doesn't want his people to eat of in the Old Testament, establishing the dietary law, he included the raven. He talked about these birds that are indiscriminate in what they eat. They'll eat anything. If you're driving down the road and, and there's some poor, lifeless body of an animal that didn't quite make it across the road, if it is going to be there for a while, then you're going to find sooner or later some kind of a predatory bird who will descend upon it and have a little lunch. And you might be blessed to see it happen right in front of your eyes. Because that's the way the raven operates. And among the ravens are other, other birds of prey, falcons and hawks. I remember talking about falcons. We preached about falcons this morning. And uh, I remember standing out in the parking lot discussing some things with some brethren and, and uh, all of a sudden I heard this loud like this loud sound and it sounded like a bird and I looked up ahead, just above my head little ways was a, a massive falcon or hawk that had its wings spread out and, and let out this loud cry almost like a champion's shout and I looked in its in its Claws, and there was a snake dangling from that hawk just above my head. And I thought, I need to get out of here. I did not like the look of that. It just reminded me that the falcon, the hawk, the raven, the vulture, the buzzard, the crow, these, these are indiscriminate birds of prey. And it's really the way our flesh operates. Don't trust your flesh. Don't give your flesh the benefit of the doubt. There is no benefit in doubt. And so, so don't give your flesh the benefit of the doubt. Don't trust your flesh to do the right thing. Left to itself, your flesh will never do the right thing. And in fact, even if your flesh does the right thing, your flesh is doing the right thing many times for the wrong reasons which makes it not the right thing. So don't trust your flesh. Don't believe that your flesh will make good godly choices. The Bible says that the flesh lusteth against the spirit. And the spirit lusteth against the flesh. And these are contrary the one to the other. In fact, the Bible says that if you sow to the flesh, you will reap of the flesh corruption. Oh, but I've got good news. If you sow to the Spirit, 
you shall reap of the Spirit life everlasting. Oh, hallelujah. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Which would you rather have, death or life and peace? Carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life. And peace. Oh, hallelujah. We never made a bad decision when we were following the Spirit of the Lord. But we've made a host of bad decisions when we were looking after the appetites of our flesh. Decisions, the consequences of which live with us to this day. One bad decision made by the flesh, for the flesh, in the flesh, has the potential of staying with you, with your family, for decades. This is why we try to get ahead of the curve and say, walk in the Spirit, live in the Spirit, pray in the Spirit, understand the things of the Spirit, pray, fast, worship, go to church, Sing songs of praise unto the Lord. Declare life. Declare faith. Give him praise. We say these things not because it's the thing you're supposed to say, but because it works. It gives the Christian an empowerment, a victory to walk in. Oh, hallelujah. And so we look at this matter of Noah on the ark. The ark, the Bible makes sure to point out that he had made. He built an ark. It took a long time to build that ark. Some said 120 years. You actually don't quite find that figure as being the amount of time that it took him to build the ark necessarily. But it took him a long time. No power tools. No cranes. And, and so he has to build this ark with his sons. It's a massive project. It's a major undertaking. It is his life's work. And he's not going to have it forever. He needs it for one storm in his life. Only one storm is God going to let him use this boat. This wasn't going to be like the family pontoon. That he's going to use it for every Memorial Day and every Labor Day and no, this, he was going to spend his life building this massive container in order to save his family and to save the species God had created on this earth from one major world-changing storm. And I'm going to tell you something. You are going to have some world-changing storms in your life. And they're going to be brutal. And they're going to be rough and they're going to be difficult. And they're going to be depressive. And they're going to be challenging. And they're going to be dark and they're going to be sinister. And you're going to feel like everything around you is getting all tore up because it is. And you're going to feel like when you come out of this, everything is going to be different because it is. And you're going to feel like nothing will ever be the same as it was before because it won't. I'm talking about world-changing storms. Don't be unprepared for them. Be ready for whatever life may bring. Be ready 
for whatever the challenge might be. And you know what's really sad about the storm is that it wasn't even Noah's fault that there was a storm. It was everybody else, literally, everybody else's fault. It was the fact that other people were wicked. Other people were violent. Other people were sinful. Other people weren't following God. Other people weren't doing what they were supposed to do. And Noah's got to spend his whole life building a boat because of what other people are doing and have done. Oh, but build it. Oh, but build it. Don't sit around complaining about what other people have done or what they don't do right. Just put your shoulder to the plow. Get a hammer and a nail. Hallelujah. And do what God is instructing you to do. Get ready. Because the storms of life are coming. You better have strong faith. Because the storms of life are coming. You better know how to worship God. Because the storms of life are coming. You better know how to be faithful to the house of God. Because the storms of life are coming. You better be anchored. Oh, hallelujah. Can I preach to somebody? In times like these, we need an anchor. In times like these, we need an anchor. We need a rock to build our faith upon. We need something solid. We need something sturdy. We need something steady. We need something that can last through the storm. I remember when we were on a cruise... And the storm was so bad, it just seemed like everything was sliding here when, and then there. And I, we had reservations at a restaurant. And I went down first to get the table. My wife was getting ready, and she was going to come down and join me in about five or ten minutes. And when I went down, I looked out the window in the long hallway there, and I saw... Snow-capped waves, at least it looked like that. Foam-capped waves. And they were rising above the windows. And I couldn't keep my balance. And I started to look at that sea, and it looked like we were going to die. And I began to imagine my wife making her way down to where I was, and I thought, that's not going to go very well. So I decided to go back up. And I walked back into the room. She said, oh, I thought you were going to get the table. I said, I will. She said, uh, well, uh, why haven't you done it? I said, I don't know. I just wanted to walk with you. Just wanted to escort you down to the restaurant. And then when we entered the hallway and she looked out the same window I looked out, she understood why we were walking together. There are some storms that are going to make you wonder if the boat you're in can stand the test. There are some storms you're going to wonder, am I going to get out of this thing alive? I'm going to tell you, if you'll be like Noah and put your faith in God, everything is going to be all right. If you'll be like Noah and obey God. Hallelujah. Work on what he says work on. Walk in the direction he says walk. Get up and start your day talking to him, hearing from him. Find grace in his sight and everything will be all right. Oh, hallelujah. Anchor yourself to the word of God and everything is going to be all right. And so... So Noah built this ark. Now you got to put yourself in Noah's shoes. You got to put yourself in Noah's sandals. And ask yourself, what in the world would you 
feel like if you come through this massive storm, lightning, thunder, rainfall, torrential rainfall. But, but that's, not even like, that's not even like the kind of storm I'm talking about. His storm wasn't just rainfall. His, his storm, the Bible says that the heavens open. We've never even seen that kind of rain. In fact, the Bible says that the fountains of the deep were broken up. Like, 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 I'm not even talking about tsunamis. I'm talking about a different force of flood, a more forceful flood than a tsunami. I'm talking about fountains beneath the surface of the earth erupted and pushed through the surface of the earth and began to flood the entire earth in a matter of moments. And Noah and his family and the species of animal life that God had created to be on the earth were in the ark. You talk about a world-changing event. I get, I get sad when my favorite restaurant closes down. Can you imagine how Noah felt coming off of that ark when everything was going to be different? He had no clue what life was going to be like when this storm was over. And you don't know what life is going to be like when this storm that you're in is going to be over. You don't know how people are going to be, how people are going to act, if there's going to be anybody left. All Noah knew was that he had done what God told him to do and he was going to live the rest of his life doing what God told him to do. And so now the rain has stopped and now the waters are still and the boat is is built for the test. It has survived the storm, but now this long, arduous waiting period has begun. The antsiness has begun. The worry about what we will face when we come off of this thing has begun. Will we ever get off of this thing? Those thoughts have begun. What will we find when we get off of this thing? Is there going to be anything to eat? Is there going to be any way to really live and to harvest the earth. And the Bible says that Noah sent out a raven. That's the first thing we do when we come through a storm is we immediately look to the flesh. And when he sent out a raven, the raven went to and fro throughout the earth. To and fro. Now this term, to and fro, is an interesting term. It's used several times in the scriptures. As a matter of fact, it's used in a negative connotation. It has to do with aimlessness. It has to do with directionless behavior. As a matter of fact, it's in reference to the devil on several occasions. He appeared with the sons of God. And the Lord asked him, what are you up to? Why are you even here? And the devil's response was, I am going to and fro throughout the earth looking for somebody I can make miserable. In fact, the Bible said that you have a, an adversary who is as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. 
When the Bible warns of false doctrine and winds of false doctrine, it warns us that when false doctrine, the winds of false doctrine blow against you, you be careful because they'll toss you to and fro. You got to be careful with that. And, and, and as a matter of fact, when a, a spirit leaves a man, it'll go to and fro looking for dry places and find a dry place and bring seven other spirits with him. It's directionless, aimless behavior. And that's what gets a hold of people when they begin to operate after the flesh. They're going to and fro. They're just, they're just going through motions. They're just doing what they will. and They don't really have purpose. And they don't really have direction in life. This is why some of the wealthiest people in our world are sometimes the most miserable people also. Because you would think, you would think in your carnal mind that if you had money, money answereth all things. And you'd think that if you had money, then you would be among the most happy of people in the world. And in fact, many times it's just the opposite. Because so many people grew up believing that if they just had enough money, then they would be happy, happy, happy. And when they came to the point of having as much money as they could ever hope for, and they found out that it was all an illusion, they just go to and fro, to and fro, to and fro, between one high and another, between one low and another, between one heartbreak and another, between one self-destructive habit to another, just to and fro, to and fro, never making progress, never climbing a ladder, never getting closer to God, never making any spiritual progress. Hallelujah. It's like when Noah comes out of that traumatic storm and the first thing he does is release a raven. Raven just goes to and fro, to and fro, to and fro. If when you come out of your traumatic circumstances in life, if what you do is release your flesh to do what it wants to do, live how it wants to live, react how it wants to react, then you're going to find that, that it's going to be aimless living, directionless living. Some of you come through a storm and you hold bitterness in your heart. It's to and fro behavior. It's fleshly ravenous behavior. Some of you come through a storm and you hold anger in your heart. It's to and fro behavior. It's directionless behavior, purposeless behavior. Some folks come through a storm and they doubt God. And they won't put their faith in God. But instead they put their faith in their flesh. They put their faith in their own capabilities. As a matter of fact, we see a case like it. When Nimrod built the Tower of Babel, do you know that Nimrod built that Tower of Babel so that he could be as high as he could be, as close as he could be to God, and he could be elevated from the earth? And his purpose was so that they could build a tower big enough to withstand any natural disaster. That was his purpose. It was a direct defiance of God's promise that he would never flood the earth again. It was Nimrod saying, I don't believe it. I've been through enough in my life. I've seen enough in the history of this people that I don't believe what God is saying. And so he began to build a tower. He put confidence in his own flesh. 
I'll do it myself. I'll make a way for myself. I'll make sure I'm never hurt again. I'll make sure that I never have to go through that again. So he released the ravens of his heart. He released his fleshly appetites. I'll live how I want to live. I'll hurt who I want to hurt. I won't love like I used to love. I won't trust like I used to trust. He released the ravens of his heart and God had to come down and stop the whole thing. Confounded the languages. Because they got pretty close to accomplishing something very devastating in the flesh. And so I ask you tonight, why would you release the ravens when you can release the dove? You know you've got options inside that ark. You don't just have to release the raven. There's a dove inside that ark. I don't know what the raven was doing going to and fro. I don't know what he was doing. I don't know if he was nose diving and getting fish. Because the raven will eat anything. But the, ra- but the dove is looking for vegetation. The dove is discriminate in what he will eat. And so when Noah released the dove, the dove went forth and looked for vegetation. When the dove came back with nothing, Noah knew that's because nothing was growing on the earth. Everything was covered up with water. So Noah waited seven days and then released the dove again. This time the dove went out and came back. But when it came back, it came back with a little olive leaf in its beak. And let Noah know that somewhere there is life. Listen, if you're going to send the raven and release the raven to bring you some kind of solace after your storm, you're going to be disappointed. There will never be any peace of mind when you release the appetites of your flesh to do whatever they want to do. But if you'll release the Holy Ghost to do what the Holy Ghost will do, if you'll let God be God in your life. Oh, hallelujah. I feel like Paul when he told Timothy, stir up the gift that is inside of you. Timothy, let me remind you that you're not just a man. You're a man of God. Let me remind you, you're not just another typical human being, but you've been filled with the Holy Ghost, baptized in Jesus' name. You've been washed in the blood. Hallelujah. Timothy, don't be satisfied with the appetites of your flesh, but release that gift that's inside of you. Glory. There's a gift inside of you. Why would you remain depressed when you are a child of the Most High God? Why would you remain self-defeated when you're a child of the Most High God? Why would you remain fearful when you're a child of the Most High God? Why would you remain worried when you're a child of the Most High God? There's a dove inside of you. The Holy Ghost is inside of you. Hallelujah. I said the Holy Ghost is inside of you. Let the Holy Ghost do what the Holy Ghost does. Release it. Release it. Release the Holy Ghost to do what only the Holy Ghost will do. Hallelujah. 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 Somebody mistreats you. 
the first thing you're inclined to do is release a raven. Somebody hurt you, the first thing you're inclined to do is release a raven. Just, just, I'm just going to indulge my flesh because it makes me feel better to get them back. It makes me feel better to defend myself. Let me just talk about defending myself. Let me just talk about that for one moment here. Because I am supposed to die daily. Why then am I working so hard to defend something that needs to die every day? Oh, you're not going to talk to me that way. Oh, you're not going to treat me like that. That's self trying to live. That's self saying, you're not going to crucify me. You're releasing the raven. You're releasing, you're releasing that fleshly appetite inside of you to have all of this selfishness instead of humbling down and saying, you know what? My relationship with you is not worth. It's not, it's not worth losing because of me trying to defend myself. And so I'm willing to lay myself down. I'm just willing to do it. You know, you know why I'm willing to do it? Because I saw in the scriptures the most wonderful person who ever lived on this planet lay his life down. A man who never lied. A man who never sinned. A man who never, who never fornicated. A man who never hated. A man who was never greedy. This man who was never proud. This man who, who, who was so wonderful. He was, he was above all and through all and in all. And he was, there was nobody like unto him. And, and nobody that was superior to him. And he, he was more humble and he was more meek. And he was more kind and he was more innocent than anybody the world had ever known. And when they came against him, he did not defend himself. He laid himself down. You know what he did? He released the dove. Now, now I'm not saying that every time you release the dove, you're going to get the results you're looking for. Uh, you know what you need to do when, you, when you're facing the storms of life? You need to pray. You need to worship. You need to praise God. You need to come to the house of God. You need to love your neighbor and you need to and you need to you need to be in fellowship with your brothers and sisters. And you I'm saying you need to walk in the Holy Ghost. You need to open your Bible and let the Lord speak to you and give you direction. It's called releasing the dove. But understand. That not every time you release the dove are you going to get some confirmation that everything's all right. But release the dove anyway. The dove is going to go out and he's going to come back. Sometimes he's going to come back with nothing. And you're just going to have to keep believing and keep trusting and keep holding on. But there's going to be some day that you release that dove and that dove's going to come back with an olive leaf in its mouth. And that's going to be your sign, your signal. 
It might still be dark outside and in my proximity of life I may only see water. I may not see a sign of a living thing. I may not see a plant. I may not see a tree. I may not see a garden but I see an olive leaf in the mouth of the dove. That tells me if there's an olive leaf, that means there's a twig. And if there's a twig, there's a branch. And if there's a branch, there's a trunk. And if there's a trunk, there's some roots. And if there's some roots, hallelujah. Ladies and gentlemen, there's something growing out there. There's something living out there. There's something happening out there. can rejoice because God knows where I am and everything is going to be alright. Hallelujah. Come on, it's time to get up again and release the dove. I'm going to release the dove again. I'm not releasing the raven because when I release the raven, it just causes more frustration in my life because the raven just goes to and fro, to and fro, to and fro. I keep going through motions. I keep having the same problems. I keep having the same doubts. I keep having the same challenges, the same issues of my heart and my mind. But when I release the dove, there's going to be one time that I pray and I'm going to hear from heaven and a little olive leaf is going to float down hallelujah I said a little olive leaf is going to float down and let me tell you something if there's an olive leaf that means there's olive oil and if there's olive oil that means there's an anointing from God you can't get that from releasing the raven but you can get that from Releasing the Holy Ghost to do what the Holy Ghost can do. Come on, I want somebody who feels the power of the Holy Ghost right now. I want you to lift your hands to heaven. Glory to his name. Come on, lift your hands to heaven. Say, God, let the Holy Ghost have his way in me. Let the Holy Ghost have his way in me. Let the Holy Ghost have his way in me. Yes, 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 Lord. Yes, Lord. Come on, somebody, lay aside your doubt right now and release the dove. Somebody, lay aside your fear right now and release the dove. Somebody, lay aside, hallelujah, those depressive thoughts, those defeatist thoughts, those negative feelings, and release, release, release the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. I feel the presence of the Lord right now. I feel the presence of the Lord right now. I've come to remind somebody, you got the Holy Ghost inside of you. You've got the Holy Ghost inside of you. You have the Holy Ghost inside of you. Don't you forget that when you're battling for your life. Don't you forget that when you're struggling to stay sane. Don't you forget that when you're trying to face another day. Don't you forget that when you don't think you're going to make it out alive. There's a dove in this boat. There's a dove in this boat. And if I let the dove do what the dove does, I'm going to come out with victory. I'm going to come out with victory. Oh, glory, 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 glory. Glory, glory, glory. Woo! Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. 
Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Come on, somebody, lift up your voice right now and pray in the Holy Ghost. Come on, lift up your voice right now and pray in the Holy Ghost. Come on, lift up your voice and pray in the Holy Ghost. Don't try to do it in your flesh. Don't let your flesh rule your life. Don't let your flesh lead the way. Let the Holy Ghost move on your heart. Let the Holy Ghost move on your mind. Let the Holy Ghost move in your spirit. Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to the Lamb of God, 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 glory to the Lamb of God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost. Come on, somebody walk in the Holy Ghost right now. Somebody walk in the Holy Ghost right now. In the name of Jesus, somebody walk in the Holy Ghost right now. That's it, in the name of the Lord, in the name of the Lord, in the name of the Lord, in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, we're going to be spirit-led. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Hallelujah. They came into the world. The world knew him not. He came unto his own. His own received him not. But to as many as received him, to them gave he power. To them gave he power to become the sons of God. You shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And you shall be witnesses unto me. You shall be witnesses unto me. somebody right now who wants to walk in a deeper dimension of the Holy Ghost I want you to step out in the aisle and say it's me Lord it's me Lord that's it that's it that's it brother Zach God bless you that's it brother George God bless you come on that's it somebody else step out and say God it's me it's me it's me Lord there you go. That's it. God bless you in the name of Jesus. Come on. You got the Holy Ghost inside of you. You've got the Holy Ghost inside of you. You're not just an average person. You're not just some ordinary individual. The Holy Ghost has filled you to overflowing. The Spirit of the living God is inside of you. Don't you forget that when you're fighting for your family. Don't you forget that when you're fighting, hallelujah, to make it. Don't you forget that. You got the Holy Ghost. You got the Holy Ghost. You got the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, there's a breakthrough coming. There's a breakthrough coming. There's a breakthrough coming in the Holy Ghost. 
Come on, there's a breakthrough coming in the Holy Ghost. That's it. Somebody press on through. Press on through. Breakthrough. Breakthrough. Hallelujah. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yeah, Lord. Yeah, Lord. Woo! Shela baba basata la la baha. Ila baba koshola la baha. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Yes, yes, yes. Hallelujah. That's it. Victory. Victory. Victory is mine. In the name of Jesus. Victory belongs to me. In the name of Jesus. Ila mokosada la la baha. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's it. We're not gonna we're not gonna respond after the flesh. We're gonna respond in the Holy Ghost. We're gonna respond in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. We're not gonna react according to the flesh. We're gonna react in the Holy Ghost. We're gonna release the dove. Hallelujah. There's anointing out there. Yes, there's anointing to be had. Hallelujah. There's power to be had. There's life. Don't you give up. There's life. Don't give up. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Glory, hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, you are with me, Lord. Hallelujah. You are with me, Lord. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. Jesus. 
Yes, mighty God. Yes, mighty God. Yes, mighty God. Hallelujah. 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 Glory, 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 glory. Glory, 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 glory. Glory, 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 glory. Oh, hallelujah, 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 oh hallelujah, yes, yes Lord, yes Lord, yes Lord, bless her Lord, bless Sister Katerina. Bless her now, Lord. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Bless her now in the name of Jesus. Bless her now in the name of Jesus.
Glory, glory, glory. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, yes, Lord. Oh, yes, Lord. Oh, oh, oh yes, Lord. Oh, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. That's it. Go ahead and release it right now. Go ahead and release it right now. Go ahead and release it right now. In the name of Jesus, whatever you've been holding back, release it to God right now. Come on, that's it. Whatever you've been holding back, release it to God right now. Come on, that's it. He wants to give you an experience. Hallelujah. A life-changing experience. A heart-changing experience. Hallelujah. It doesn't even have to be emotional. But it can be real. It can be true. Hallelujah. A heart-changing experience. Oh, hallelujah. A heart-altering moment in the presence of God. A heart-altering moment in the presence of God. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Oh, hallelujah. 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 Shikataya mamahaya. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Yes, mighty God. Yes, mighty God. We praise you for the victory. We praise you for the victory.